Thank you for joining us on the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast, a podcast of preaching and teaching from the ministries at Fellowship Baptist Church. Fellowship Baptist Church exists to gather, grow, give, and go for the glory of God. Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about after the sermon and the previous sermon was on deuteronomy 16 through 18 where we really focused on the idea of leadership there's several different leaders um, and principles for leaders that are put in uh, in this passage and so i wanted to talk a little bit more about that idea of leadership uh, in the church and uh, being a good leader um and, and not all only within the church but also just being a christian leader what does it mean to be a leader who leads with godly principles, who leads with godly wisdom. Um, what does that actually look like? So a couple of things I wanted to dive in a little bit more on than I, than I did in the previous sermon was a, a point I made that they trust God more than their abilities or power. If you look at Deuteronomy 17 verses 16 and 17, uh, you see that, uh, that, that, <clears throat> that those uh, leaders, those kings, are called to not uh, get a lot of horses for themselves, nor a lot of wives for themselves. And like we talked about, that that uh, the horses and wives were uh, power symbols, they were power plays. Um, so the, uh, the wives were uh, a way to make an arrangement with other um, uh, with other nations, the horses, of course, were a way to build up one's military. And here God is saying those normal things that any other nation might do that you're not supposed to do because they would draw you away from the Lord. They would draw you away from the trust of the Lord. So taking that idea and, and, and bring it down to our level and where we're at now, that leaders need to make sure that they develop a posture of dependence upon God. Now, I mentioned briefly that that could be difficult because when you are a leader and if you've been a leader for a long time um, <clears throat> or maybe you've been putting uh, you've moved up the ladder in whatever organization you're in, whether that is a church or a business um, and you have maybe people underneath you, uh, you've earned respect, you've earned trust, you're, you're intelligent, you're talented. All those things might be very true of you. And, and at the same time, we as leaders are called to not to make our dependence upon ourselves or our talents or abilities, but upon God. So we need a, a couple of things to help us do that. I think we need people around us that we allow to tell us no, that we allow to critique us, um, <clears throat> that we allow to challenge us. If you don't have those people around you, if you're never challenged or critiqued, if you can't hear from somebody uh, that challenges you, uh, you're more, more than likely going to think uh, honestly too highly of yourself. You, you need somebody to tell you when what you did wasn't perfect or wasn't the best or could have been better. Uh, now, uh, many leaders have suffered under critics and and say, why would I want to add more critics to my life? Um it, it, we're not looking for critics. We're not looking for people to just jump on us, but we are looking for people that will lovingly and graciously for our good uh, challenge us to be better. 
It's really good if you can do that from people, uh, maybe even uh, uh, underneath you. And, and I don't mean that in, in a disrespectful way, but, but people that don't have the same authority within the organization that, that you do. Um, so if you're the president of the company, maybe they're the vice president. If you're the manager, the, they're the associate manager, where they feel comfortable enough to come and talk to you and say, hey, this could have been better. We need to do better. Um, you need to do better kind of thing and allow for that. <clears throat> that allows you to learn. But more than anything, it, it can humble you because if we are successful and we're good at our jobs, which hopefully we all are and every Christian should should strive for success. Um, we, it, we can develop this believing our own hype at times. We can think that we are, uh, uh, better than maybe what we are, um, that we know best and <clears throat> that we tend to trust our instincts above any other wisdom. And that can include the wisdom of God. It may not just be other people that we don't um, maybe look to, but it can be God himself. Now, how does that come out of a leader's life? Well, well, it, it comes out in prayerlessness. Or maybe we pray, but we pray, but not about a certain area. So I might pray for my family or friends. I might pray for people that I know that are sick or not doing well. I may pray for the lost around the world, but I may not pray for my job because I got that handled. You see how that works where you can even be regularly in praying for, you know, a, a long period of time in the morning, but you actually don't pray about uh, your your work, your daily life, because you think that you've handled it. You think that you're fine. You don't need God in that. And that's a huge problem for, for leaders is that we don't think that we need God. And when we don't need God, we are going to grow in pride. We're going to grow in arrogance. We're, we're not going to be the leaders that God has called us to be. We may still be successful in some ways as far as being able to do the job, but we're not going to be successful in the godly things that God, God calls us to be a leader. Uh, you'll, you'll tend to care more about the product that, that your company's producing than the people that you're working with. Um, and that is a huge problem because we should always be uh, see people as more valuable than the, than the product we're producing. And, and so you need to make sure that as you're developing your prayer life, that you are praying for wisdom as you are, um, as you are leading, that you are praying for guidance as you make decisions, even the decisions that you make every day, even the normal decisions, because what you're doing in that is you're, you're making sure you're, and you're putting uh, um, in your mind and in your heart, a dependency, a dependency upon God. And Christian leaders should have that kind of deep dependency upon God. They trust God more than they trust themselves. And the and one of the only ways to do that is to put people around you that can tell you no and can, and can speak into your life and to begin a, a prayer time, a, a focused prayer time on those uh, those things. And so uh, the other thing I would say as a leader, um, <clears throat> sometimes as leaders, we we only do the things that, that we do well. And so we can think that we know how to do everything when really we, what we've done is we put ourselves in a little box and we really work well in that box and nobody challenges us in that box. Um, but 
And we, it, because we never step out of that box, we're never really challenged. So sometimes it's good to just step outside the box where maybe we don't know or we don't feel comfortable, um, even if it's not absolutely necessary, because it gives us the sense, of, oh, yeah, there are still things I don't know. There's still things I need. And, and it reminds us once again of our dependence, um, uh, especially our dependence upon God. So I think those three things can be really helpful when it comes to understanding that principle of uh, trusting God more than our abilities in developing that. It's, it's something that you as a leader are going to just have to work on regularly. It, it, it will not be solved in one kind of prayer week. It will not be solved in just listening to a podcast. It will only be really solved when uh, when you develop this regular check on your life. Um and just in general, for leaders, having good checks in your life, people that will um, uh, that speak into your life are extremely important. Uh, another thing that leaders need to understand, I think this somewhat goes on with the dependence thing, at least in my mind, they come from the same heart issue, is that leaders lead for the good of others. Now, we went into this. Um, and so I'm not going to rehash all of that, that leaders see the leadership as a way to love their neighbors as themselves. They see it for the good of others. But let's think about that. How can we as leaders um, make decisions um, that in our private life that affect our public life when it comes to the good of others? How can we lead for the good of others and begin that process in the heart? Because ultimately it is a heart issue. It is not just an action issue. It is a heart issue. And Jesus it clearly states that the heart is the, is the key to our actions. He says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so what is in our heart will eventually come out. We may be able to stop it sometimes, but eventually it does come out. And so if we're going to lead for the good of others, we need to develop a heart that, that really does care for other people. I think, again, it goes back to this idea of prayer. What if you had a prayer list? Um, that actually list your, uh, maybe it's employees or people that work with you. And you, and you went through that regularly, like you, you maybe one or two of those people, you have a list of, you know, five, 10, 20 people underneath you. And you kind of went through that and prayed for those people regularly. Um, and, um, I would also encourage every pastor, um, every deacon, uh, as well to have a prayer list for the people that they're over, the people of their congregation. I think every pastor should have a um, a, a list of all the members and should be regularly praying for those members. Um, it may be contacting them and, and asking what they can pray for. It may just be simply um, praying for them uh, by name. But uh, pastors should be about praying for their people because they need to re remember what they're there for. But I think every Christian leader, no, uh, no matter where they're at, no matter what their job is, uh, should be praying for other people. Moms and dads should pray for their children. Um, grandparents should pray for their children and grandchildren. Um, you can see how this principle just applies to a lot of different areas uh, of life. Um, if you're in high school and you and you're the captain of your team, you should be praying for the other teammates and, and praying for their good. And that means everybody, not just the ones that we like. Uh, we talked about favoritism as well. Um, and so we shouldn't skip people on the prayer list or just make a list of certain people that we'd like to pray for. 
Um, and, and I think it should be a goal of a pastor, no matter what size church, whether it's a hundred or 10,000 to regularly pray for all their, their people. Maybe it takes the person of 10,000 a lot longer to pray for every person. Maybe it, it takes him uh, a year or, or, or even two. Um, but still, I think that is such an important process because we need to recognize what we're here for. Sometimes we can get tied up in the organization and forget the people. We can get tied up in the church as a uh, as the things we do, as uh, the classes that we offer, as the different um, uh, uh, just things that we do, the administrative aspect of church. Um, and we can forget that we are here actually for people. Now, other businesses may not be in the people business uh, like like the church is, but every Christian leader should be about people and should lead for the good of others. And and so the, now that doesn't always mean being nice and, um, and and saying really nice things all the time. It doesn't mean that you're always an encourager and you're always pumping sunshine. I think that Christians, for the most part, should be kind and um, and, and, com- and compassionate and gracious. But there are times when Christian leaders are going to have to make hard decisions, are going to have to um, uh, challenge their their people, um, uh, hold them accountable uh, for their wrong actions. Uh, the Bible does talk about church discipline and how that is needed and necessary at times. It should be our, the first thing that we do. But it definitely is something that we shouldn't ignore. Um, but even in that, if you if you look at the, the the idea behind church discipline, even especially like Matthew eighteen, in that passage, you, you see that there's multiple opportunities for repentance. The goal is repentance. Now, the goal is also the holiness of the church and its standing in the community. And but at, at the same time, the goal is that that person would repent. The hope is they would turn. I, I think you see in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, that same uh, person that is told to be removed in 1 Corinthians. Paul says, we've been a little too harsh. We need to bring that person back in. So if that is talking about the same person, which I, I, I think that, that is, that's what's going on there, you can see that the goal of Paul was not just to get this guy out, but to get this guy to repent. He wants him to turn. He wants him to uh, become a believer. He wants him to follow Christ faithfully. And so we need to remember remember that we are here. We are here for the good of other people. That is why God has called us to whatever leadership he has given us, that we are here for other people's good. And so praying for those people regularly can be, can remind us why we're here and our purpose. It can draw us back to that very beginning. I'm here for people. I'm here to bring glory to God, but I'm here to love these people. So let us make sure that we are leading for the good of others. Those are the two things I want to go back over again um, that are after the sermon. I, I pray that the sermon was helpful for you. Um, but I want to dive in that a little bit more deeper than we did, uh, than we went in the actual sermon. So hopefully this has been a blessing for you. Um, hopefully this, uh, is, is a way that God can grow you as a leader, um, and, uh, and, and help you as you walk with him.
Thank you for joining us in our podcast today. To find out more about Fellowship Baptist Church, simply go to fellowshiplexington.com or join us for worship Sunday mornings at 1030 if you're ever in the Lexington, South Carolina area. Fellowship Baptist Church exists to gather, grow, give, and go for the glory of God.